0: Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Gleeson with my tag team partner, Matt story. And it appears that the PAC 12 is lining up to play football again.
1: Kind of does. Kind of does. Yeah. So we, we may not, we may not yet uh, as we're going to finish this conversation potentially with our year two retrospective of ASU, maybe we won't get through it. Maybe we'll have to continue this in the spring or something like that. Uh, this was supposed to be our stand-in for ASU football this fall, but maybe we don't need a stand-in.
0: the The developments, of course, start with uh, the Big Ten voting now to come back due to improvements mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. testing, which is interesting uh, in Wisconsin because this this week began with a top of the fold, above the fold, A one story on the number of positive coronavirus cases at Madison caused yeah. by spikes of dorm room uh, and fraternity partying. Yeah. But by Thursday, the A1 above-the-fold story is, hey, we got football coming back before <laughs> Halloween.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, look, uh, you know, it, it, uh, we've, we've discussed throughout this and the reactions that, you know, football matters more in the Midwest than it does in the, in the West. Um, it, you know, it just does. Um, I, 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 think the PAC 12 is going to join the party. Um, but it, you know, certainly the, the passion to, you know, make this happen is, is greater in the Midwest and big 10 country than it is in the PAC 12 area. That's just a fact we have to accept. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I, uh. You know, look, I was I was happy to hear it. Um, I enjoyed last Saturday watching some ACC and some Big 12, although not a good day for the Big 12. Um, But, uh, you know, it was good to see those conferences mostly in action. And, you know, next next Saturday we get the SEC starting. And, you know, I think I think that the Big 10 and the Pac-12 kind of followed them, thought that uh, when they shut down that everybody else would be right behind them in line. And that's not how it played out. And now they're reversing course and, and joining the line that didn't shut down.
0: So let's there's a, a number of places to go. Let's start with uh the issue with the Pac-12 is, or appeared to be, yeah, that both Oregon and California had put rules in place limiting the number of people who could gather in right.
1: confined spaces. Um, basically eliminating football practice as a possibility.
0: Right. And, and of course, California's rule, as is obvious, uh, allowed the LA, uh, pro teams and the mm-hmm. 49ers right. to play, um, right. but was not extended to allow the colleges to play Right, the, the PAC 12, of course, signed a rapid testing deal, mm-hmm. uh, which was a big breakthrough, um, Jury's still out on whether it's going to be more effective than the NFL. The NFL seems pretty sure. darn effective. Uh, it does, but, but that's it how does. they're touting it: is it's going to be more effective than the NFL's testing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and then it appeared that there was just confusion from the governor mm-hmm. of California mm-hmm. as to what the rules actually were. <laughs> right, um, and, and
1: finger pointing both ways: that well, that's not you, it's or it's it's not me, it's you. I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know that that you're the reason we can't do it. No, you're the reason we can't do it. Um, <laughs> and I guess they settled on maybe we can. Yeah. Uh, it kind of sounds like by the end of the day yesterday they kind of settled on, well, okay, if you can get you know local county level approval, go ahead. And and it seems like that's and it's happened in L.A. apparently. And you know the Oregon governor I know was quoted over the summer as saying like you know we're not going to let the ducks and the beavers fall behind. So it kind of feels like if California, you know, says, okay, that Oregon will give the okay as well.
0: Well, and to uh, Kate Brown's credit, the the governor of Oregon, she has been internally consistent this whole time. She she has said if there are protocols in place that meet with approval, then they can play. Right. And and what she was what what I think she was relying on was the fact that no one. And I think this is a a potentially large screw up on the Pac-12's part is no one was communicating with these places or at yeah. least not with the right people to try to get this done. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and, yeah. and look, yeah. to be fair, both California and Oregon have other more pressing concerns right now uh, sure. on sure. the governor's plate with the fires that are right. going right. on. Yeah. Um, but yeah. still, it seems like clearly once everyone just started negotiating through the media, they were able to get it done and get it done quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing what a little... A little pressure can do, and, you know, certainly the, the pressure was ratcheted up on the Pac-12, you know, yesterday morning when the Big Twi- when the Big Ten announcement came out. Um, and, and it, you know, basically up until then, it seemed like, I mean, we had discussed it, it seemed like no one really cared about the Pac-12. And then as soon as the Big Ten announcement came out, it was like, well, all right, Pac-12, you're up, you're on the clock. And and yeah, that's uh, that's where it went from, you know, Larry Scott saying, well, hey, we can't do anything as long as six of our schools can't practice to, you know, Gavin Newsom saying, I didn't say you can't practice. What are you talking about to by that night saying, hey, we we might have something here. And the the presidents are, I think, supposed to meet tomorrow and don't know if we'll have, uh, you know, anything official. But it seems like the the oars are in the water that maybe by next week we've got a, you know, a, a new start date for the football season.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I do think that on this limited issue, I will give Larry Scott credit. He he did come out as soon as the Big Ten announced and said, "Hey, look, he we're not we're not waiting because we're waiting because for the they Big Ten." Wait. Right, right. <laughs> I yeah. I'm waiting because I was told that I can't do this, and as right. soon as I'm told right. I can, I will. Now, right, right. I, I understand that the Big Ten has more money to pay lobbyists because they're not renting space sure. in San Francisco and paying their conference commissioner <laughs> millions of dollars.
1: True enough. Yes, yes, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Pac-12 has has certainly handled this from a public relations standpoint better than the Big Ten did. We discussed that when the cancellations came out, when the, when the reactions have come out. Um, now, I, I do think this, you know... Now, there's, there's two ways to go for the Pac-12 now, given the, the hand they've been dealt, and neither way is good. Either you can say, nope, we're still not playing this fall, and then you're the, you know, you're the conference that, uh, you know, basically looks like, well, they don't really care about football, um, and that'll be used against you for decades in recruiting, because it will, or you can be the Big Ten's little brother and say, well, Big Brother's going back, I guess we'll go back too. Mm-hmm. Neither is really all that great but I think the latter is the only scenario that's realistic.
0: Now, I'm going to pivot this into a touchy area, because I thought about this for recruiting, and I, I told you yeah. uh, Justin Toscano, who's a Cronkite alum, he, he's a beat reporter, uh, and he but he's also <clears throat> a columnist out in New Jersey, and he wrote a, a, a column about feeling conflicted about sports, and I feel that way too, because at the yeah. same time that we're announcing these comebacks. You have the University of uh, UNC Charlotte, who I think is just now Charlotte. Yeah, they are. Yeah. An- yeah. Announcing that, no, uh, we're going to have to cancel our game against UNC because we've got too many people in the COVID protocol to play yeah. healthy.
1: Offensive linemen or something, yeah. I heard.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then you have um, Coach O saying that LSU – most yeah. most of the team has it now. Now look, when you refuse to give out the specific details, right? It, right, it right. maybe it sounds bad, maybe it doesn't. Maybe he's exaggerating, maybe he isn't. But the one way where the Pac-12 comes out a winner if they don't do a season yeah. is if it collapses on everyone else. Because now, because now what, now what happens?
1: But...
0: Now what happens is if it does go, and then it all collapses. You it's like, well, you so you put them at risk for nothing. You Yeah. You know, we yeah, we did have yeah. a season. And and I do yeah. find it a little bit ironic, Alanis Morissette level ironic <laughs> th- that the the student athletes whose parents in the Big Ten were the ones pushing the hardest for this are the ones who are opting out of the season.
1: Well, now should be noted, the Sean Wade kid whose dad was he he now says he's going back to Ohio State to play. Um, you know, because because I, I thought the same thing, but that was based on he didn't think they were going to have a fall season. Now they are, and he said today on center I think, that he's he's coming back. Um, you know, so it would be, you're right. Uh, but you know, he's the, I don't know if he's the name you're thinking of. He's the well, one and I, I saw.
0: Well, I saw McCaffrey, uh, oh, McCaffrey's
1: yeah, song. although he's leaving Michigan. Yeah, it's, it sounds like he's transferring because he fell behind in the quarterback race. Um, it, you know, it's kind of how it appears. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there, there is a little bit of that, certainly, you know, when you heard, well, we want to play, and then, you know, it's like, well, what, what about this? Now, I, I did read, I think it was somebody from Penn State, can't remember who it was, one of, one of their bigger name players, said, you know, this was before the official announcement, but basically said, like, you know stop with all the this you know, reports that this is gonna happen. This is this is, you know, killing our, our mental health. Like we want this to happen, but we're reading, this is gonna happen, then it's not gonna happen. This is gonna happen. And and I kinda you know, I sympathize with the kid a little bit. Like, yeah, I can I can understand where he's coming from. Like, you know, just tell me if it's gonna happen or not. The you know, the seventy two hour sort of back and forth that went along until Wednesday morning. Of it, you know, today's the day. Nope, tomorrow's the day. Nope, today's the day. You know, I'm sure it was a little bit of a difficult adventure for some of these kids. Like, oh, it's never going to happen. You're just toying with us.
0: Yeah, I and I and I feel for that. And, and look, I believe that the kids want to play. I believe the coaches want to play. Yeah, I, yeah. I I think that your obligation here for this if you're the school presidents and you're the conference commissioners is can you do it safely because people do that's why we have speed limits if you didn't if there wasn't someone overseeing you to protect you from yourself you would put yourself in greater risk situations sure sure yeah you know so i i I just i hope it works i i want desperately to watch asu play
1: oh me too I mean, we're on the same page there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hope that on Halloween night or thereabouts, we're opening the season. That would be awesome. I mean, it wouldn't be what I what I wanted, you know, back in January when I thought we'd already have opened the season and be going into you know week three by now. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, I I want to see ASU play. I want to see Ohio State play. I want to see Wisconsin play. I want to see Michigan play. I want to see Arizona play. As much as that sounds weird to say. Uh, you know, I, I want to see them all because that's that's what that's what we do. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that they can get it off the ground. Uh, the ACC and the Big 12 did last weekend. Um, it, you know, it's it's are there likely to be bumps like there already are in the ACC and the Big 12? Yeah. But, you know, you and I discussed this months ago, I think, when it came to baseball and it's happened. You know, there's been some bumps in the road in the baseball season. There've been cancellations and double headers, but here we are, ten days left in the season, and and we're still going. And and I, you know, I think that's probably what we're looking at with college football. That you know, will there be some bumps? Will there be some cancellations? Will there be teams that play eight games and teams that play twelve? Yeah, but that's better than nothing at all.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy that there is a return. I'm anxious about it. I, I don't think I'll, sh- I personally will shake the anxiety of it because I haven't, sh- I haven't shaken the anxiety of baseball. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you know, I watched that Brewers Cardinals game with the benches clearing and it's like, right guys, right. put, put on your masks if you're going to yell at each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that baseball has persisted uh, because, you know, July 31st, August 1st, August 2nd, that weekend when the Cardinals had their, you know, postponements on the heels of the Marlins and, and, you know, it felt like the blood was in the water and, and the, the sharks were circling that, you know, uh, this, this is going to be lucky to make it another week. And they did persist and I'm glad they did. And I'm glad that we sit here, you know, two weeks from a postseason. their postseason is going to be a little interesting with the, you know, bubble sites and things like that. But, Um, you know, again, as I've said all along about the sports in 2020, you know, better this than nothing, uh, better this as a fan, better this for the, for the people employed in sports, for the people employed in college athletic departments. Like, you know, I mean, uh, because without football, you know, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and we're already, there's already been some, but there'll be a lot more. And so if we can make it happen, even in a sort of disjointed, weird way for this year, I think we we've got to try. And, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad that that we're trying.
0: Yeah. I will say I, I almost put out a very dumb tweet. It took me a minute to, it was like a brain teaser for me. Like I didn't, (laughs) I, I didn't understand when I saw the baseball bubbles come out. I was like, yeah. Well, this is dumb. You've got the AL teams playing in the NL parks and the NL teams playing in the AL parks. Why would you do that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, because home field, because there's going to. Yeah, I get it. That's right. I, I was like, I, I get the it. Now.
1: Getting home field. I, <laughs> I had the same thought, admittedly. I, you know, I, I did. I like when I first read it, like, well, why would you send the Dodgers to Texas? And, uh, you know, but I, but I get it. It does make sense now that, you know, OK, so it's what if I if I read it right in the in the beginning, it's Texas and Houston. And L.A. and San Diego, and then by the L.C.S. it's just San Diego and Texas.
0: Yeah, or, and It's World just Series I think it's in just L.A. and Texas. Or is it L.A.? Okay. I think okay. it's I think it's that, San Diego for round one, and uh, the Astros for round one. Right, and right. then the World Series is just t- although teenagers.
1: technically round two because round yeah. one is still at the home sites, right? The best of threes. I don't the, think the no. first round. I thought it was thought the it was. eight.
0: Because I thought it was the bubble of eight is four teams at each, because there's 16 teams that make 16 the 16
1: teams that make it. I thought the first round was still going to be at home sites. I'm going to look it up.
0: Okay, I, I, think, I think, without I looking, that. I think that it's bubble sites for all of them because they're playing straight through with no off day.
1: Let's see. Okay, let's see what it says here. ESPN, okay, this should tell me. Because I think
0: you get a double header at every site every day of
1: the playoffs. So playoff schedule, uh, wild card. Okay. Wild card, all games at home ballpark of better seat.
0: Well, then Best I'm wrong. Three. Then I'm, i no
1: travel. So that, I mean, I think that's the idea is like, if the, you know, so the Dodgers would host whoever, you know, and all three games, if there's three games, two, at least would be at Dodger stadium. Then after that, they move to the bubble sites from what I recall. Yeah. Let's see if it says that uh, division. Yeah, division series, best of five. ALDS in San Diego and LA, NLDS in Houston and Arlington. Then the LCS is San Diego and Arlington.
0: I was and way the World off. Series I is Arlington. I yeah, close. there's there well, is close.
1: I mean, LA, San Diego, they're not that yeah. far apart. It was a 50-50 chance. So
0: there is a uh, there is a fun <laughs> wrinkle that I like. Um, yeah with the Cardinals makeup games, they they yep. are two games shy at the end of the right, season. Only gonna get
1: to fifty eight. Yeah, so then yeah.
0: they're gonna have to play the Tigers in in however many games matter. So it could be zero, one, or two. It seems Oh,
1: seriously? I didn't know that. I thought yeah. they were just gonna play fifty-eight.
0: No, wow, they're gonna okay. they're gonna play the Tigers, I think, in zero, one or two. So here's the question. If yeah, they matter
1: interesting if
0: it, yeah. it seems hard to imagine that at least one won't matter. But if they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it as a double header. So is uh, the game one and game two, if necessary, do you play a nine-inning game one or a seven-inning game one this year? It's a
1: good question. It's a good question. Yeah, yeah, because you're not—you're probably not going to know that only one matters going in. No, because if they lose, I mean, if they need a win to get in, or if they a loss knocks them out, what if they—what if the other result happens? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think you'd almost have to play it a seven, right? If you're committed to the seven-inning doubleheader thing, yeah, then you got—you got to go in with the notion that it's a doubleheader. And play it as a seven inning game, and then I guess if you don't have the second, boy, that's bizarre. I didn't know that. that that's the that's, first I heard of that. But and I, wow. I, mean, I okay.
0: again, I was way off on everything else. But <laughs> I, I was following because obviously the Brewers care,
1: right? So their right.
0: their beat writer Tom Hodricourt, was tweeting it, and I thought that's what he interesting. concluded okay. from talking to the Cardinals beat writer.
1: Yeah, interesting, interesting. So so they may not play him at all if the, like if the Cardinals are already in, or even if it matters for seating. Would that would they still play him if the Cardinals are in but they could go up to five and down to seven are they still gonna play him
0: I don't know because I think it uh, in either of those circumstances they would go to the road so I don't uh, I don't know if it would matter
1: it probably shouldn't matter in that case but I don't know so is Miami slated to get to 60 did they have enough makeup now or they're they're on track I think Miami we, could make the playoffs too I know
0: yeah well I think they can I think they're Already? actually,
1: yeah. By the, by the end of the season, no cup, Yeah, because no
0: they're, I I believe they are
1: ahead they of... Have more time to catch up,
0: too. Yeah, yeah, they've played 48
1: games, so they
0: are only no two cup. back, whereas the Cardinals yeah. have only played 45 games.
1: The Cardinals are behind, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. Well, let's see, Miami's got, let's look at their schedule here. Miami, so they play a doubleheader tomorrow and a doubleheader Sunday. Yeah, so that would give them twelve games in ten days. So that makes okay. So they would get to sixty by the point of the end of the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. But interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I did not realize that. I, you know, I had looked at the Cardinals' schedule and did the math and thought, well, I guess they're only getting to fifty-eight, which, you know, quite honestly, I'm okay with. Like, you know, I, I didn't. I was I was on Will Bond's side when he said it weeks ago that like you just gotta you just gotta go by percentage and if you can't get everybody to 60, oh, well but I guess if they have I mean if you're within two and you can do that it makes sense to, to have everybody do it equally yeah uh,
0: Wilner hotline saying that Halloween is the targeted restart date is it
1: so. okay well I tell you what I love the idea and you know just selfishly that's all I'm gonna say. Of You know, my birthday being the Big Ten restart and Halloween being the Pac-12 restart. That doesn't sound too bad.
0: I I support that.
1: I mean, you know, I did when I, I woke up yesterday morning and, you know, went to ESPN like I normally do to see if there's any sports news from overnight. And, you know, right on there, you know, Big Ten to restart October 24th. And I thought, well, hey, how about that? Little little birthday present for Matt Story, a, bi- a busy day of college football.
0: Yeah. Hey. I, it saves me from having to get you a present, so I support
1: it. <laughs> I'll give you credit. You're you're from Big Ten countries, so that counts.
0: <laughs> um, so Matt, there's there's been some other news, some other developments. Yeah. Let's pivot over to uh, how about to basketball and yes, and the yes. uh, the never say die Nuggets,
1: the, and the and the collapse of the Clippers. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the Nuggets credit. I'm not taking anything away from the Nuggets. They you know it's very impressive to come back from three one down twice, but God, I took delight in the Clippers collapse. I really did. They were, they were the you know they were crowned uh, before they should have been crowned, and and uh, I, I just was thrilled. I didn't think it was possible. I mean, when they went up three one, I thought, well, okay, we're going to get our Clippers Lakers series like everybody expected. Um, and even when they lost Game Five, I thought, yeah, okay, you know they'll, they'll win Game Six, and they were up big in Game Six. And then little by little, the Nuggets just chipped away and won that one. And uh, yeah, it was, it was very exciting as far as I was concerned.
0: Yeah, I, I have a number of thoughts. The first one I, I heard, which was the Clippers acted like a team that was the defending champ, but only one yes. of them actually was.
1: Yes, yes, you know. I agree. They carried themselves all year like they were owed something. Um, and, and, you know, somebody, I can't remember who it was somebody yesterday I heard make the point that like, you know, you've got a team led by Leonard and George, but neither one of them are real vocal. And so the vocal leaders became your Patrick Beverley's and your Lou Williams and your Montrez Harrell. And, and the, the, you know, just the, the chemistry was off there basically. And maybe that's a, a valid point, you know, that you just had too many, too many big talkers who weren't the best players on the team. Um, you know, and you can have one or two of those, but they had like five or six. It seemed like the Morris kid, you know, they had Marcus Morris, um, you know, and, and nobody to really kind of keep them in line like a LeBron does for the Lakers. I think, I mean, they got their share of head cases, but it all revolves around LeBron and, and everybody knows it. And I don't know that the Clippers really had that feel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's basically doc's job and yeah, and yeah, yeah. Look, the the one thing I I don't quite understand is, e- everyone's talking about you know he's had three three one uh, no. collapses. Well, that first one they were weren't they an eight seed, a seven seed or an eight seed up three one with Orlando? Yeah, I
1: think they they were lower seed. They were yeah, um, yeah. I because because it was T Mac and and you know I always liked McGrady, and I think I don't know if they were an eight seed. I want to say they were six or seven. They were a lower seed. Because they won one of the games at Detroit, and then they won both at home, game three and four. And I remember McGrady's infamous quote about he couldn't wait to be in the second round, and then he never got there. Uh, you know, and, and you know that's been used against him forever. Uh, you know, so I, I remember that one. And then you know the the bigger one to me was the choke in in was it 2015 against Houston with Chris in the Paul. second round. Yeah, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, and they had a three one lead and home court. Um, and, and lost game five and seven and game seven, I want to, or maybe it was, maybe it was game six was one of the games was like Houston kind of gave up on the game and they put in their bench and their bench came back. Like, you know, Harden was on the bench and it was like Josh Smith and, you know, like they got back in the game when, when it was almost like, you know, they were going through the motions, um, you know, and, and for them to lose that one, um, I mean, you know, I'm not the biggest Doc Rivers fan. I'll admit that Uh, never really have been should, you know, like you look at it and do you think like, boy, should, should doc be sending a, you know, portion of his annual salary, the last decade to Garnett and Pearson Allen, because without that two out of three years, doc's career is really not overly impressive.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, like Orlando was meh. The beginning in Boston was bad. Then they got Garnett and Allen and they won the title, and two years later, they got within a win of, the, of another title. And the Clippers has just been okay, but never passed the second round. So, like, I mean, you're paying big bucks for a coach to never get you past the second round.
0: Yeah. And historically, they've never been past they've the never conference been, yeah, titles, that's, so
1: That's how I can say for sure I know they've never been past the second round with him because they've never been past the second round at all. Uh, you, know, you, you know, that is one of those things that if you believe in, you know, curses – are they cursed? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. I believe in that stuff. That stuff is always, you know, it feels right until it's until it's broken, and then we forget all about it. But boy, you know that that is one of those that if you're really a true blue longtime Clipper fan, then there aren't that many. But there are some. You've got to be thinking: Are we cursed twice in the last you know six years? We've been within a win three one lead with the better team and lost like that. That feels weird.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I took I took great delight in it, I admit it I, you know, the whole orchestration of getting that team there. And Paul George, I, like Paul George is, to me, one of the more overrated players in the NBA, maybe in all of sports. Uh, you know, his his resume does not match with how he's viewed. <laughs> now, Kawhi Leonard has a very good resume and deserves to be viewed as a star. Paul George really doesn't. Um, and, and, and I think he gets treated like he's, you know, a, a superstar and he's he's a good player but he's never really accomplished anything.
0: Well, and his best season was that partial season uh, in Oklahoma City before he hurt his shoulder.
1: Right, right. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think Paul George benefits, honestly. You know, it sounds weird to say, but he benefits from the fact he came back from that major injury. Because if not for the major injury, he would just be, you know, he'd be a good player. But I think most people thought his career was over, and the fact he's come back and been pretty good, and, and the L.A. connection. I mean, he was he was going to be the guy to go save the Lakers, one of many before LeBron actually went there. You know, we spent about a good six, seven years with every key free agent that was going to go to the Lakers, and none of them did. And and he was one of them. And and so I think you know anybody who was associated with the Lakers got more attention than they probably should have.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, and on the flip side, credit to the Nuggets. You know, oh very much. They very much. they Me figured too. out a way with with two guys.
1: The two guys, yeah. I mean, a young team, a team that that should probably be a year or two away from serious contention, is is now in the conference finals. That's serious contention. Uh, but you yeah. know, I mean, Jamal Murray is a he's a he's a star. On, he's a uh, gamer. On the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like he's he's a guy who is who is maybe one year away from being you know at a superstar level in terms of recognition. He's already playing like one. Uh, you know, Jokic is, Jokic is just a heck of a player. He's I mean, just Whoa. such a unique player. I mean, Jokic
0: uh, is apparently what we didn't get to see from Arvidas Sabonis yes. uh, when he was playing overseas.
1: You're right. That's a good with, call with the, with the passing and the shooting. And a, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he can step yeah,
0: out I mean, to three. He can take you yeah, down low. Yeah, he, and got, he's just got deadly got at the his elbow. career
1: was over, basically. And he's yeah. still good. But, yeah, we're getting Jokic in his prime.
0: Yeah. I, that was yeah. the thing that occurred to me. Because I'm hearing all of this, he's the best passing big man, maybe since Walton, maybe ever, and it's like, yeah, he. To me, this is fulfilling the promise of what Arvidas Sabonis was when the Blazers drafted him, not when yeah, he was a, showed that's up. That was a very
1: good call. <laughs> the Lithuania Arvidas in the Olympics, yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is more like that, yeah. Because I mean, he was good with the Blazers when he finally came over, but boy, it was so slow and like, you know, I mean obviously came over in a different era, but, like, he would be abused in this era. Uh, back then, you could be a slow-plotting big man and still be pretty good. Uh, you know, his, his feet were gone, and his, you know, his body just wasn't holding up much anymore. But, yeah, Jokic is really good, and had a nice little supporting cast. And I mean, give him credit, too, because I, I think there was a strong feeling that uh, t- any team who falls down 3-0, one they're going to roll up the sidewalks and go home, because, you know, it's, it's not like it home. normally is. Right. Yeah. It's not like it normally is where it's like, well, we got a home game. Let's fight for it. Or or let's, you know, we're going to go home anyway. Let's try to take this one on the road. And, you know, I mean, now it's like, well, you know, if we're going to lose anyway, we might as well just go. Uh, I give them a lot of credit that they, you know, have come back twice now. And I thought they were done against Utah. I mean, they got they got blown out game two and three against Utah. And, I mean, I remember game four was a close game, but they couldn't get any stops at the end. I mean, they were in the game, but, like, they could not stop them, And I thought this series is over and they came back and won that one. And they came back and won this. I mean, it's, it's impressive, no doubt.
0: So let me ask you, does this make the Kings the saddest franchise in the NBA? Cause you, you just watched Doncic again, right? And right. now you're watching Mike Malone, who you, <laughs>
1: yeah, true, who you true. let go. who They let go. Yeah. And, and yeah,
0: sort of unceremoniously.
1: Point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's a good point. It's it's funny that you mentioned the Kings because I saw they hired. I think they hired a new GM today, um, or whatever title. And mm-hmm. I even thought, you know, that's one of those where you could say, you know, they well, it, well, this guy just agreed to get fired by the Kings in two years because that's pretty much what happens. They 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 are never patient with anything. They're a lot like the Suns. Mm-hmm. They they get someone new. They get a you know a crop of guys. And you think, you know, a couple years they could be good. And then they give up on it before it has a chance to ever make something happen. Now, I don't know if it would have by now, but but they've had decent coaches, decent talent, um, and they've not used it right, you know. And and yeah, I mean the Doncic pick, you know, not not taking him. I mean, I like Marvin Bagley a lot. I always will because he, you know, saw him play in high school, and he went to Duke and. But uh, so far, it sure does not look like a good pick. Uh, he can't stay healthy, and Doncic appears to be a you know future MVP level player.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting it's it an interesting is, thing is, yeah. that 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 whole yeah. draft the the fact that he got traded.
1: It's uh, a very interesting draft. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the jury's still out on the Suns. You know, eight and Ayton, has been better than Bagley, but he hasn't really been a huge difference maker, yeah. and, and certainly Doncic has. And they even had the Doncic connection. I mean, the coach was, you know, had coached yeah. him in Europe, and and they chose to go with Aiden. and that still may prove fruitful. You know, I mean, the jury's yeah. out. But well, uh, and, and look, yeah. they,
0: there's a couple things on this. One, Ayton was a consensus elite big. Like people all he thought was. that yeah. the Bagley sure. one. It's like everyone was like the Kings announced they were taking Bagley before right. the Suns made it clear they were going to take Aiton. Like the, right. the Kings right. basically said, look, if he, we're taking him, there's no need to yeah. trade up. There's no need to. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I liked Bagley a lot at the Duke. I, I mean, he was a good player. He could shoot, he could rebound. Um, but boy, just, I mean, the biggest thing with him so far is he just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Like he's been, a, he's been a decent player when he's out there, but he's not out there. And, and, you know, that's a big thing. Now, maybe, you know, it's only it's only the year three next year and maybe it'll come together. But if it doesn't, it just, you know, I mean, it, it kind of feels like even high end for him is, you know, good, solid starter in the NBA. I was
0: going to say a rotation big. He'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, a, a nice player, a guy who could maybe average, you know, 15 to 20 a game, which is not bad. But it's it's not, you know, I mean, Doncic looks like a guy who's capable of, of, you know, like I said, winning an MVP, uh, you know, that that level player an all NBA kind of guy. And I don't I don't know that I see that in Bagley. Just not yet. And and, you know, uh, maybe it'll happen. I mean, there are guys that, you know, I go back a while, but to a guy like Jermaine O'Neal came out of high school and was basically given up on early on and ended up being an all star, really had a very nice career. So maybe it'll happen for someone like Bagley, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't, doesn't appear that way right now.
0: I, I absolutely agree.
1: We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And, And, uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta say though, the one thing is, man, I was, I was so excited on, uh, whatever night that was Tuesday night when the Clippers lost boy, that, that may have been the happiest I've been about a basketball result in quite a while. I I believe it. <laughs> it was great. It was great. I really did not want to see Lakers Clippers. I just didn't. Uh, you know, I, I'm rooting for the Lakers because of LeBron. I'm not a Laker fan. It feels weird to say I'm rooting for the Lakers. Um, but I like LeBron, and I just I did not want a seven-game referendum on the Lakers Clippers. So I'm pleased that's not happening. Yeah.
0: Um, on the flip side, Heat Celtics, kind of fun.
1: Yeah. Game one was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Game Uh, two, you know, coming down to the wire.
1: It is. It is. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a fun series. Certainly not not the series that I think most people expected for the Eastern Conference finals. Um, You know, it's uh, it's been an interesting because, you know, the first round played out pretty much according to form. I think the Heat were five and the Pacers were four, but that was pretty much an even series going in at every other series, you know, top seed one but the second round sure didn't uh three of the lower seeds ended up winning and and you know the heat winning in five uh was was a big surprise uh i'm sure it was a bigger surprise up in, in your neck of the woods um, yeah. and and you know uh, absolutely <laughs> you know I, I, w- so.
0: I will say this there are people here now who are saying like why i mean we knew this was it's like <laughs> no you didn't no you didn't <laughs> yeah. you yeah it's
1: it's always easy to say in hindsight like you know uh, you just saw the warning signs and and you know I mean sometimes that admittedly is true you know we've we've had that a little bit like I mean I go back to um, ASU 2007 football you know like that team was eight 0 but you saw the warning signs that like this may not be for real. That said, I don't know that the warning signs were there from Milwaukee until they got to until they restart like I mean the the regular portion of the season, didn't really see a lot of warning signs that this was going to happen, but they never seemed right once they got to Orlando. And I think people thought that they would be able to turn it on and they just never did.
0: No. Well, and the other thing that's interesting is now to me, there's this groundswell of Milwaukee, you know, talk, not talking heads, but the yeah. like, radio show calling people. Yeah. Well, Bud's got to go. He doesn't, he, yeah. he just can't make work. It's like, Buds led them to the best regular season record back to back seasons. Like <laughs>
1: I know, I know. I mean, it's a it's a tricky decision. I mean, I've heard the you know, I think it was PTI one of them, and they're both you know familiar with this guy because of where he coached. Compared him to Marty Schottenheimer. You know, is he a, is he a regular season coach? Can you can you count on him in the playoffs? I, I'm leery of saying you can't, um, but you know, it, it's tough. I mean, two years in a row, you've had the top seed in the East. And you had a two-o lead in the conference finals last year, and lost four in a row. And then this year, you you know you go out in five in the second round. Like those are those are tough to get over, and you don't get a long leash in the NBA most of the time. You know, two years like that, a lot of times that might be it. I would hesitate on getting rid of him, but I could also see that you know certainly if Giannis says, "Hey, I want a new coach."
0: oh yeah he's gone
1: I mean that's how it works you know uh, that's, if that's Giannis says
0: works. no you know? he's gone th- yeah, now yeah. for my my take on it's a little different like last year was the first year and in yeah. the NBA generally you got to get beat to sure, to, sure. to pull through
1: get a little heartbreak before you, you go through it yeah agreed
0: and this year th- look they should have had home court advantage and instead they, they played in Orlando like it, it agreed.
1: doesn't Agreed. it's a it's a weird year to make any sweeping judgments. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. It's a, it's a very, you know, no one plans on having four months off in the middle of a season. No one plans on, you know, being the number one seed but not having home court advantage. Uh, you know, and, and I, I do agree that you probably should be a little leery of making any major changes. Um, but the pressure will certainly be on next year. I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean on yeah. him And the entire franchise next year. Because of Giannis's
0: position. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um before we go into the two thousand five ASU football season. Yes. I there was one other sports moment that I think it needs commentary. Did okay. you see in today's White Sox Twins game Josh Donaldson's home run yeah. slash uh-huh. ejection? Yes. I I don't know if I'll if we'll ever see that again. To, yeah, to get yeah. thrown out as you cross home plate uh-huh. because you're arguing the strike call from two pitches earlier. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: I did. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, an interesting moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's, I guess, you know, big picture, that's the, that's the beauty of baseball because there's so much, there's always something unique going on. Uh, and, and that was certainly unique. You know, yeah. You don't usually see a guy get thrown out as he's crossing home plate.
0: Yeah. Um so let's now pivot to our right. our previously scheduled topic which yes got just blown out the window. We're
1: getting too late, but you know, that's that's okay.
0: Um so the 2005 season is most memorable for game 2. Uh yes. what was slated to be a road game against the then number 5 LSU Tigers mm-hmm. uh got abruptly moved to Sun Devil Stadium even though LSU still wore the home jersey uh, right. due to Hurricane Katrina. It got thrown together quickly. Tickets were given away for free. Uh, they played the LSU video yeah. board entrance.
1: entrance. That was awesome. I remember how cool that was, yeah.
0: You know, and, and that, that to me, uh, you know, college game day October 1st against yeah. USC and that yeah. LSU game oh, def- gosh. defined the season. Um, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and just such what ifs. I mean, you know, we, we discussed them whatever month we did that, you know, sports, what if discussion. And, uh, that is, I mean, if there's, if there's ever a what if season for Arizona state in the years that we've been here or since, um, that's it because that team was, was pretty good and they could have easily won both of those games and could have been five and Oh, and who knows what would have happened. And instead they ended up seven and five and that team should have been better than that.
0: Yeah. They they wound up when you look at it. They finished the year unranked and they lost to every ranked opponent they played. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Plus yeah, Stanford. I mean, just such a such a weird year. We, you know, got off to the you know, easy start, crushed Temple. I remember that. You know, Temple was bad. Mm-hmm. And and we crushed him like we should have um and then god that lsu game we we had the game in hand uh i mean that was the game i believe didn't we give up a blocked field goal and blocked punt touchdown back to back
0: uh and then the early set.
1: the early set for the winner yeah i mean that, that was the thing so we were uh, i'm looking at it here we were up 17-7 going to the fourth first play of the fourth quarter blocked field goal return touchdown minute and a half later craig steltz blocked punt return touchdown so the momentum totally goes away from us. We fall behind by four. We bounce back, take the lead, score on the next drive. They take the lead. We take the lead again. Sam Keller, two touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, we, we showed Moxie. There, You know, like the bad breaks went against us. We come back, take the lead, and then wasn't it fourth down? The, yeah. Jamarcus Russell to do set?
0: Yeah. It was. Oh, God. Yeah, and it was, you know, back of the end zone, barely staying in bounds.
1: May have not been in bounds, admittedly. I and, you know, don't I mean, think look, he it was. Counts, it counts. Um, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't, but it's one of those that if if replay existed, and I don't even think replay existed at that time in college football. No. Um, and if it did, it certainly wasn't, you know, as advanced as it is now with camera technology and the like. Uh, I'm not sure that would have counted. But uh, just just a, a heart wrencher. I mean, I, I remember... It's one of those moments I can close my eyes and remember exactly how it felt when that ball came down and they called it complete. And I thought, uh, you, you got to be kidding me. Like, this was our game. How, how'd this happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and you give up 28 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Is how it happened. That'll do it. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. And then we got the ball back, and, and I'm looking. We, we got down to the 28. Mm-hmm. Keller hit Moe Mutz for 27 yards, Jamal Lewis for 25. And then we went four and out, three, four straight incompletions from there.
0: Yeah, we had on on that LSU team. You had Jamarcus Russell, who, even though his NFL career didn't become much, was the number one overall pick. Yeah, Joseph Addie, great
1: team. Great team. Yeah.
0: You know, Jacob Hester yeah. was on that team.
1: I mean, loaded. That when Dwayne Bowe was one of the receivers who had a good NFL career. I'm look, yeah, I'm looking at the participation um Nate Livings played in the NFL. Andrew Whitworth was their left tackle, long-time mm-hmm. NFL guy. Uh and played in st- the NFL for a while.
0: Yeah. Whitworth also star of this season of Hard Knocks.
1: That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh defensively Leron Landry was a top 10 pick. Um some of their backups I think. Glenn Dorsey on that team, I think. Yeah, Glenn Dorsey played Tyson Jackson, both top 10 picks. I mean, this this was a loaded roster. There's no doubt. Uh, and yet we should have beaten them. And that's the thing that hurts the most is like, you know, they were great. And if they come in here and beat us by four touchdowns, it would have been like, well, okay, great team. What are you going to do? But well, we had the game. We should have won. Speaking of had the game,
0: three weeks later.
1: Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Number one, USC comes to town. It's college game day. Yeah. We had IHOP.
1: We, we did. We did. We stayed <laughs> up all night. Yep. We went to the IHOP there on Apache and uh, and then made our way up to Lot 59 and got ourselves a front row spot there on game day. Got ourselves on
0: TV at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Got an Orange Home Depot helmet. We did. We did. Still have it in my closet. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we the... should know that this came on the heels of, of you know, okay, we lost the LSU, but blew out Northwestern. And then we went to Oregon, just as we talked about with 2004. We go to the state of Oregon. We roll over Oregon State, something that, you know, was not an easy thing to do for ASU and never has been. So coming in, feeling pretty good. We're 3-1. and one, We're riding high. We let the LSU game get away. But it's it's there for the taking for us.
0: We've climbed back to number 14 in the country. USC, in case you were wondering, is number one number overall.
1: One. Long winning streak at that point. I think 30-some games maybe at that point, or at least mm-hmm. over 20.
0: Um, so... Scoring opens, Terry Richardson punt return touchdown.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Boy, that was electric.
0: Second quarter, USC gets the field goal. Sam Keller, touchdown pass. Keegan Herring, touchdown run. It's 21-3. Yeah. to three.
1: And uh, we go into the locker room, and Sam Keller is, is flashing the, the upside-down B for victory.
0: Yeah. And then things take and a turn. And then depression set in, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, and and we should note, interesting note, but that game, if it's played just a handful of years later, might play out totally differently. Because remember, Matt Leiner took a, a ding to the head mm-hmm. early in that game and left the game for a couple plays. John David Booty came in and Liner came right back. This was two thousand five. Uh, nowadays, Leiner doesn't come back in that game, and the whole game might be different. I mean, you know, it's just it's one of those what ifs again. He did come back and, you know, but it, I mean, not that Booty was a bad player and not that we didn't get a run over in the second half. I mean, it was Bush and White that ran us over, but yeah. without Liner, that may be a different story. We may be able to defend the run better.
0: I and mean, we wound up throwing five picks and that's hard to overcome.
1: That's killer. It's killer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you know, we wound up throwing five picks and I bet if you could look and you could, if you wanted to. Um, I mean, Bush and White combined for over 350 yards. Yeah, I bet you 250 of that at least was in the second half.
0: I mean, Lendale White ended the day averaging 10 yards, over 10 yards a carry, and Reggie or Reggie Bush, not Reggie White, (laughs) Reggie Bush averaged over nine yards a carry, nine
1: yards a carry, and they
0: had a combined 36 carries. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Startling, nineteen for one ninety-seven and two touchdowns. Seventeen for one fifty-eight and two touchdowns. I mean, that, if you give up one guy like that, that usually gets you beat. Two yeah. guys pretty much always get you beat. And that said, we had a chance to win the game.
0: Well, we were leading we were in the. Far away. We were leading yeah. going into the fourth.
1: Yeah.
0: I and mean, we were twenty-one to three at at the half. Twenty-one seventeen at the end of three.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Derek Hagan. 10 for 162 forgotten game. forgotten effort
1: forgotten effort but boy the, the play that and I hate to say this but, I mean it wasn't totally his fault but the game was iced on the play where Keller threw it to him and it went right off his hands that was a high throw wasn't mm-hmm. the best throw but it went right off his hands and got picked and I think that was when we were down by 10 but we were you know we had a chance um I'm looking at the play by play maybe we were only down 3 at the time there's, Keller threw a lot of picks in that game, especially in the second half. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember which pick was which. Because um, in the fourth quarter, they go up 24-21. Then we scored to go up again. They go up 31-28. Then he was intercepted by Kevin Ellis. I think that was the one. Because we were mm-hmm. down by three. And there was three minute you know, 3.44 to go at the start of the possession. That, to me, I think was the one. Because then USC went down and scored again. And went mm-hmm. up by 10, and then we got it back with two minutes to go. It was basically over at that point. But it got picked again. The uh, you
0: know, the USC team, much like LSU, Matt Leinert, Heisman winner. Reggie Bush, yeah. alleged Heisman winner.
1: Heisman winner. Yeah, you, <laughs> can, you can say it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. He won the Heisman.
0: Lendale White, NFL. Dwayne Jarrett, yeah. NFL. Steve Smith.
1: Steve Smith, NFL. <laughs> Ryan Khalil was in the NFL till last year. Uh, Winston Justice played in the NFL. Juice uh, Latui I mean yeah, that team was loaded really loaded defensively Frosty Rucker Lawrence Jackson Cedric Ellis Darnell Bain Keith Rivers every one of those guys played Nafili Moala played in the NFL and I believe weren't, weren't wasn't that the year that uh, looking at the backups Malaluga I think Clay Matthews I don't know if he played in that game but I think he was a true freshman like they, they had they had really good players coming off the bench
0: yeah that there's a reason why they were a power in the early 2000s.
1: Man, oh man. It, I, I pine for those days, and I'm sure USC fans do even more. But uh, boy, this was a good team. And and yet again, I mean, I say the same thing as, as about the LSU game. We, we, I don't know if I say we should have won. They were the better team. Um, I think we, we had should him. have won the LSU game. But, but we, we had it, yeah. 21-3 and, and up starting the fourth quarter and up in the middle part of the fourth quarter you feel like you got to, you got to, you got to win that. Mm-hmm. And boy, I mean the, the Dirk cutter years of which we saw the last three, uh, would they have played out so much differently if we went even just one of those two, certainly if we win both, maybe that was the year that Dirk needed to win, you know, 11 games and he would have established himself and got people off his back. And he, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, he just never got over the hump and this was the perfect opportunity to do it.
0: So then we come back to host Oregon and lose. The air was out of the balloon, Uh, and and you just, you know. So now back to back losses. We've yeah. We've tumbled all the way.
1: Game that Keller got hurt. Yeah. He kept playing, but he got hurt, and then we go to Stanford two weeks later and get just a bloodbath. I mean, we ended up scoring late.
0: We made it look late
1: to (laughs) make it look interesting, but I believe we were down forty-five-seven. We yeah. were. I'm looking at it right now, 45-7, and then, and then, our white knight Rudy Carpenter comes off the bench, throws three touchdowns in the in the second half, gets some garbage time points, and takes over the job from that point on. He didn't. Uh, he started every game from that point until the end of his career in 2008.
0: Which, to his credit, that you know, sometimes your best ability is your availability, and that dude was available. And he was.
1: He was. He was. He was a yeah, tough he was, guy. He was a tough guy. He was a drama queen as well. He he had a little Ben Roethlisberger to him. He liked to play up his injuries, mm-hmm. but he had a lot of injuries too, and he did he did battle through them. I'll give him mm-hmm.
0: that. Um, we come back home for Washington and boat race them 44-20. Yeah,
1: not a good Washington team from what I recall, but still a, a convincing win.
0: Yeah, it was homecoming. They were not good.
1: They were um, not good, yeah. I think it was Isaiah Stanback was the quarterback for them, if I remember right.
0: Then, we traveled to Washington State, beat them in a tight game, but continued the dirt cutter failures in California, yep. lose to a number 14 UCLA team, uh, and and also, with, typical with, of the cutter era, you know, held Temple to 16, held Northwestern to 21, and then that was about it. Yeah.
1: Defense optional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 45 points allowed. I mean, that... Yeah, I remember that game, watching that on TV, and, and you know, we... I mean, Rudy played well. and The offense played well. We just we could not get a stop that we needed to like come back in the game. It felt like, from what I recall, that was a game that felt like we were within seven most of the second half, and we just could never actually make the the defensive stop to you know turn the momentum.
0: Um, but then duel in the desert, a classic duel in the desert at Sun Devil Stadium, ASU. It was.
1: It was.
0: ASU gets the field goal victory, 23-20.
1: Wasn't that a Terry Richardson return in that game as well?
0: I believe so,
1: yes. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score. Fourth quarter, we were down 20-12. to and Terry Richardson, 71-yard punt return, and then a two-point conversion pass to Zach Miller to tie the game. And then Jesse Ainsworth field goal with nine seconds left in the game to win it.
0: Um, And then we, we get to the Insight Bowl. We get to play at Bob when yeah, it was still called yeah. Bob.
1: It was. It was. Uh, in a uh, another shootout again, defense optional, but this time we came out on top in that one against a pretty good Rutgers team.
0: Was that? I believe that was a shiano Rutgers team. It was
1: Shiano. It was Shiano, Yes, I I, re- I know it was Shiano, I mean, in part because the only pretty good Rutgers teams of our lifetime were Shiano. but also I remember Shiano was uh, famously complained that that uh, ASU did not have to fly in. And thought that we should have had to get on a plane, take off, and land at the Phoenix Airport in order to replicate the experience of traveling for a game.
0: Yes, he uh, he had some interesting views.
1: He's kind of a miserable person. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, but a good coach, and and you know we'll see what he does in in tenure two at at Rutgers. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good team led by Ray Rice. Uh, you know, famous for other reasons now, but at that time he was just a really good running back.
0: So, reflections on this season? This is the most what could have been year?
1: I mean, I think so, don't you? I, I mean, uh, you know. Uh,
0: well, because you flip you those could, two. You win those two games, and you're a yes. top five, top.
1: Oh, God, yeah. Top oh, one
0: yeah. team?
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, if, if you beat LSU. Now granted the LSU game would have been taken with a little grain of salt because of everything that was going on with them and they would you know they couldn't practice and they had to travel and yeah. all of that.
0: But but, but still, we were number fifteen them, at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you probably move into the top ten and and then you you know, you beat Oregon State, who's a good team. And then if you beat USC, who was the team in college football at that point in time, I mean there there was there was no debate. Now Texas ended up beating him at the end of the year. But at that point in time, October of 2005, USC and everybody else.
0: Well, I mean, Texas game, beat them, and we they only beat them after ESPN declared them the greatest college the football greatest team, team ever.
1: ever. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I, I mean, we might have been number one or certainly in the top five in the country. Um, you know, I think so. I mean, the other—the only other year that really comes to mind in terms of what ifs is 07, and, and we'll get to that when we talk about it, but, you know, that was the year that I don't think we were as good in 07 as we could have been in 05, but we went 8-0. The schedule breaks went perfectly for us until November when we played Oregon with a healthy Dennis Dixon, who then blew out his knee the next week, um, and then played USC on Thanksgiving with a returning healthy John David Booty, who had missed a couple games early. If those games had been flipped on the schedule, we'd probably go 12-0. Mm-hmm. As insane as that is, because that team wasn't that good. Honestly, they probably would have gone twelve and zero if they'd gotten just a flip of those games.
0: Yeah, and I mean, who knows what the uh, what the Erickson era would have looked I like? Mean, that
1: was that was that bizarre year in college football where you know LSU won the title with two losses. Kansas was was in the you know national title picture. Missouri. Uh, you know, West Virginia was all set to go to the title game until they choked on the last game to pit. Um, you know, I mean, that was a weird year. Like, if we'd only won one of those, we might have played for the title. We really might have. I mean, a, 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 again, that's insane to say. We were not that good. I would I would stack up a healthy 2005 team as better than the 2017. But well, I that think was absolutely. the year that just could have gone a little different. But Who
0: yeah, would this, you want that's, quarterbacking I, that 05 team?
1: healthy Keller yeah I mean you know at, at that point in time Keller
0: I mean he was rolling and he had the he swagger
1: was. he was he was you know like Keller's career here is I mean uh, you, we talked Dirk cutter like if Keller gets one or both of those wins I mean gosh he could have been he could have been a megastar. star well now, he, granted, I mean he, he would have stayed
0: there would have been no, deba- oh, no gosh, debate yes. about that.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. Now, now, maybe he would have gotten into even more personal issues and whatnot. And, and, you know, I mean, maybe success would have been even worse for him. But maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe, you know, you, you get that taste of being a star and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna go win the Heisman. You know, I mean, I, I he was having that kind of start to the year. He really was. Until that second half against USC when he just – started throwing interceptions and, and then he got hurt, you know, he hurt his thumb there against Oregon and that was it basically at that point, you know, he was, he was done for, um, you know, one of those moments that if you had, if you had told anybody at halftime of the USC game that by, you know, three weeks from now, Sam Keller will be making his last start in an ASU uniform. They would have laughed at you, but that is exactly how it turned out.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, overall, this is a microcosm, I think, of how people view the ASU football program, yeah, is this yeah. team.
1: Close, but no cigar. Yeah. That's, that's kind of been a theme of ASU since since joining the Pac-10, basically. Um, it, you know, that, that it's been in spurts, um, and there have been years that should have been much better, and this is one. Uh, you know, and then there've been years that we've, we've made runs and had great success, but we've never really built on it. We've never really done it year after year after year consistently. And, you know, we'll hope that something's in the foundation to do that now. But yeah, I mean, looking, certainly looking back at the cutter years, this was his best team. I think, I don't think there's much argument to that and it should have been so much better than seven and five. And and that's what, that's what stinks. He's like this this was a team that should have been ten and two or eleven and one and they finished seven and five and win the Insight bowl.
0: Yeah. Uh you know this this team could have been the one that set ASU up to make that leap. That that now the twenty twenty team is yeah. supposed to be.
1: It's trying to. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean that, that's that's a good way to say it. We've had Uh, a few I mean even before 2004 and and a few since we've been here of like all right this is the time and boy I mean it it was lined up for us I mean nobody obviously we didn't know going in we'd get LSU at home um you know but then you get that break of getting that game at home and you get USC at home and you get Oregon at home and it was all lined up for us to really make something special happen and it just it just didn't it wasn't a bad year uh, you know, as we talked about with 0-4, most, most of the years we're going to talk about, they weren't really bad, but they weren't really good. And that's, in some ways, the frustrating thing about being an ASU fan to this point is like, you know, when when are we going to get our really good year? our Our year that, you know, like LSU had last year where everything just comes together and it's like, man, what a team. We'll never forget that team. We haven't had that yet.
0: We are now, though, just a mere nine seasons away from making that trip to LSU.
1: So is that the the time it's scheduled for now?
0: Yeah. September 8th of 2029.
1: All right. All right. Well, I won't uh, book my tickets just yet, but, um, you know, it'd be cool if it ever happens. That was supposed to be a uh, it would be fascinating to go back. And I mean, we've joked about it. It'd be fascinating to go back if you could really find how many different years that's been scheduled for since that game was rescheduled. I want to say at least four. Uh, Maybe more than that. And it just keeps getting pushed off into the future. But, hey, maybe 2029 will actually be the time.
0: Yeah. In between then, we've got uh, Oklahoma State with a home-and-home. Yeah. Somehow managed a home-and-home with Texas State, which is less exciting.
1: That's a little less exciting, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And don't we have uh, have Michigan State? Or no, we just did Michigan State. We just finished them. So we've got
0: Oklahoma State, Fresno State, Texas State. Yeah. Uh bowling green scheduled to come. Texas A&M and Florida A&M. are all and Mississippi
1: ste- State, right? Yes,
0: are all Ohio scheduled to State. come to Tempe before yeah. LSU does. Yeah. And, okay. and then we we go 2028 20, Florida, 29 sure. and 30 LSU home and home. And then sure. 2031 back to Florida and then 2032 30, Texas. So
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some fun ones in the, in the not near future, but not that far off. In um, in our mid forties, I mean, there's going
0: to yeah, be a lot of marquee ASU
1: matchups. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Hey, uh, closer than those, I mean, those are more exciting, admittedly, Florida, Texas, LSU, but A&M and Miss state be kind of fun. Um, you know, we've, I know we've discussed the idea of, uh, maybe making our trip to Starkville and or college station for one of those. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, good, good places to see and would be fun places. I think to go as an opposing fan rather than, you know, like we've done where we, uh,
0: where we you know, embrace,
1: embrace the home team bandwagon for a day. Um, you know, I certainly would have no problem being an opposing fan of Texas A&M. That, that'd be familiar territory for me. Uh, you know, so yeah, it, there'd be some fun ones coming up and hopefully that, hopefully that LSU series actually happens. Uh, you know, it was supposed to happen when we were in college. Now it's slated to happen, as you said, in our mid forties, but, uh, you know, better late than never, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I think that really covers 2005. Like Matt said earlier, if uh, if the season happens for 2020, yeah. then, then this will go on hiatus. But you know, we'll probably get in one or two more. I think before the season, although I think we're so. going to have I, to preview the schedule whenever that comes out.
1: We will, we will. Yeah, we're gonna we got to keep up our annual tradition of game by game picks if we get a chance to do it. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, we may be doing our our full in depth Pac-12 preview a couple months later than usual, but. I'll I'll take it, um, and yeah, we'll uh, you know we'll get back to this. Maybe it'll be a, a spring football activity that we can we can finish this off. But I think we can we can get through our college years at least. We get through 06 and 07 and then you know see where we're at at that point.
0: Yeah. Well, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.